And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Also covering for Pat Miller today on News Talk 1190-1075 FM. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Now, one of the things that I did a little while ago, and I, I just I get sick and tired of hearing the same debunked nonsense over and over again. For me, it's boring when people who are wrong keep saying the thing that's already been proven wrong again and again and again. Look, female athletes don't get paid as much as male athletes in in leagues because women choose not to watch female athletes compete. That's the most direct way that I could phrase it. If female athletes want to be paid as much as male athletes, their leagues have to generate as much revenue as male-dominated leagues generate. And for that to happen, women who are constantly complaining about all of this have to start watching women athletes compete in women's sports. There are more women in the U.S. than men, and more men watch women's sports than women watch women's sports. But those women will complain all over the news and all over social media about how female athletes don't get paid as much as men. Now, for those of you who do not know, I did a whole thing on this, you know, a few months back, but the WNBA, there was a, there was a thing going around. One of the WNBA players who had the same number of championships as LeBron and all of that stuff, she gets a fraction of the money of LeBron, whatever. She's in the top 5% of income earners in the country, so she's doing okay. Um, does she get paid as much as LeBron? Pfft, no. She doesn't generate as much revenue as LeBron does. The WNBA loses millions of dollars a year. The NBA is profitable. The WNBA only exists because the NBA pays for the losses that the WNBA incurs on an annual basis. The WNBA operates at a loss because they don't have many advertisers and they can't charge a lot of money to get advertisers. And the reason that they don't have a lot of advertisers and can't charge as much money for advertisers is because women choose not to watch women basketball players play basketball. That's the truth. There is no other thing that anybody else can say. The reality is simply that women don't support female athletes. If women want female athletes to get paid more, Women got to start caring about female sports. And if you don't care about female sports, you can just keep your mouth shut when you talk about the income inequality of a female player versus a male player. And don't even get me started on the, uh, the women's national soccer team because they're the ones that screwed themselves up uh, with their contract negotiations. And now a lot of those players are uh, calling uh, what's her bucket to task because She's the one that negotiated all of them against their will. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this up is the WNBA championship team had a parade that rolled through the uh, the city. It, and the championship team, do you know, you're the sports guy. You know who the WNBA championship team is, Josh? Yeah, the Chicago, the Chicago my, my sports guy knew. Do you think your lady knew? Yeah. You think your lady knew? Is it only because of you, though? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> How many of you ladies knew it was a Chicago Sky? Because 
the dude sitting across from me knew. So the Chicago Sky had their team parade. Pretty cool. Millennium Park. Millennium Park, pretty cool. Nobody showed up. You you haven't seen video of this? You need to do a story on this. You need to do a story on this. Nobody showed up. Okay, look, here's I'm looking at the nobody can hear you by the way. So <laughs> Josh is heartbroken. Cuz Josh does care. And I know a lot of guys who do care. So I have always been a fan of female tennis, volleyball, track and field, and soccer, and and softball. Um, I've always watched them on a regular basis. I always have. My eldest daughter is, she's at the point where she wants to get in soccer. She would have been playing for two years already if the pandemic didn't happen. And I'm sorry, I'm not letting my daughter play soccer where she's required to wear a mask while she's playing. Not going to happen. So we told her she's going to have to wait. But, you know, we, we like to go to the games. We like go watch the Notre Dame girls play. Um, and this is, you know, she's been to volleyball games. She wants to go to the soccer games this year. And that's what we're going to try and do. But, you know, the Chicago Sky, they have the team parade. They're on the, you know, the double-decker buses. They're going down. There is nobody there. There are more people riding their bicycles commuting to and from work than there are people there to celebrate the Chicago Sky. And the most savage comment that I saw about this on social media was, wow, it's pretty neat that they can greet every fan individually. And again, I have to remind everybody because here's the thing. I realize we live in this this stupid woke world where everybody is offended by everything and nobody actually wants to make any 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 effort to fix stuff. Women who complain about women not being paid enough have the easiest fix in the world. All they need to do is support the sport. And there's no other excuse. But what what you get is you go, women go out there and they go, women don't get paid enough because, oh, sexism. They ignore the economics of it. And they will also go out there and they will say that uh, men need to support women's sport more. Women's sports more. More men watch women's basketball than women watch women's basketball. It's not even close. It's actually by a wide margin. Women watch men's basketball because women want to fantasize about having an NBA player as a side piece or a spouse and being rich. That's what they. That's why they watch that. I'm sure that the athleticism is a part of it too. Um, but there is a whole subculture of groupies around athletes, particularly in the NBA. But beyond that, because there's more women in this country, if those women who are complaining about those salaries would actually support the athletes themselves, buy their merchandise, watch the, the uh, teams when they play so that the ratings go up and they can charge more for advertising, there would be equal pay. But at the end of the day, it's the women in this country who are choosing not to support female athletes. And instead of taking 30 seconds out of their day and complaining about it on social media, they could take a couple of hours out of their day and actually watch a game. Spend some time actually learning about it. But they're not. And as a result, the world champion Chicago Sky had their team parade in Chicago and there is nobody there. Now, speaking of being horrible human beings, Pete Buttigieg, still terrible at his job. I know, Josh, you thought things were going to change since yesterday. Pete Buttigieg is still terrible at his job. You know what's happening in the shipping crisis now in California? 
what's happening now is empty shipping containers. So shipping containers that have been on these these boats waiting for four or five weeks to get unloaded, they finally get unloaded. They are now empty shipping containers. And because the companies are running out of space to store empty shipping containers, these empty shipping containers are now being stored on residential streets and neighborhoods that are near the docks. <laughs> just like that, just like that, okay, you've got shipping containers now in residential neighborhoods. And at the end of the day, nothing changes the fact that one of the biggest reasons this is happening is because of a 227% tax on the container chassis. The, the largest company in the world that makes these shipping container chassis is in China. The American companies demanded a tariff be put on them because they, they felt that the Chinese company was dumping these chassis in the U.S., which is a common practice with the Chinese to drive American businesses out of business. This is a common practice. It is predatory. It is often in violation of trade laws and that sort of thing, but the Chinese do do this. Uh, and so American shipping chassis companies came to the Biden administration they spent more money lobbying in the last two elections than they usually do in a decade. And they got the Biden administration to install a 220 some odd, I think it's 227 percent tariff on these chassis. So the chassis now cost 227 percent more than they used to, which forced companies to not be able to buy the chassis. And as a result, they started ordering from American companies, right? That's what they wanted. The American companies wanted that. The problem is the American shipping container chassis companies cannot produce as many chassis as are needed. So we have a shortage of shipping chassis, which are used for the shipping containers. And as a result, everything is backlogged. Everybody forgets this. And you, you, you can't remove, you can't really remove that tariff right now without doing some executive stuff and, and having Congress get involved. And just last week, the uh, the shipping the shipping chassis manufacturers in the U.S. wrote a letter to Biden and demanded that he keep the tariff in place in spite of the fact that it is causing a major shipping issue in the United States of America. It's it's just it's bizarre. But now we're at a point where the the empty shipping containers are being stored on Anaheim Street in front of people's homes. Good job, Pete. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, and also covering for Pat Miller on Newstalk 1190, 107.5 FM. I'm watching a lot of documentaries on Lane Staley and Allison Chains lately. This is one of my favorite Alice in Chain tunes. Are you actually sending this one to Wowo this time? Yeah, this Wowo is getting this music this time. Good. This is one of my favorite Alice in Chain tunes. It just it doesn't get a lot of attention because they've got so many great hits, but it's one of my favorite ones. All right, uh, let's take a look at some of the interesting things involved around the January sixth riot, protest, whatever you want to call it. Uh, except if you call it an insurrection, you're an idiot. Uh, Robert Mueller. Invest is being investigated for staging an alleged militia hoax is now used to prosecute uh, January 6th defendants. This is interesting. 
Uh, FBI under former director Robert Mueller, who, by the way, if, if I always had to remind everybody of this, Robert Mueller is one of the most scandal-ridden FBI directors in American history. It, it is crazy how many crazy things happen in his administration, how many times everybody was upset with his leadership, and then all of a sudden he comes on as, you know, the special counsel, and I'm like, everybody forgot who Robert Mueller is? And it was like, oh, everything we know about Robert Mueller is that he's a straight shooter. No, Robert Mueller is one of the most corrupt people in Washington, D.C. And, oh, by the way, he has dementia. So anyway, the FBI, under former director Robert Mueller, stands accused of staging a hoax in Madisonville, Tennessee in 2010 to falsely entrap a man for a rare gun charge. And that case is now used as precedent to prosecute January 6th protesters on the same rare gun charge evidence provided suggests that Mueller's FBI completely invented the details of a supposed militia attempt to take over a courthouse framing a man named Darren Wesley Huff one of Mueller's top deputies is alleged to have provided a false statement that contradicts numerous other sworn statements and evidence in the case so again, one of the 45 communist goals is to discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. They have been very good at doing that over the last several decades. But I would also like to point out something here. An, a, a supposed militia attempt to take over a courthouse. You know who actually did take over a courthouse and a police station and a bunch of other federal buildings and then attacked other courthouses and um, lit a courthouse on fire with people still inside of said courthouse? Antifa did. And the FBI just two weeks ago still said, we don't really think Antifa is a real group. Hmm. Interesting. Just figured I would point that out to everybody. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation opened an investigation in Mueller's conduct, according to documented evidence provided um, to the media, uh, which, which, by the way, contained audio recordings uh, in which a witness in the case speaks to TBI investigators. Mueller's FBI coordinated on the takedown of Huff, with the left-wing Fogbo activist organization led by a leftist named P.J. Foggy, who wears a hammer and sickle hat. Huh. Um, I mean, this is, this is interesting stuff. And again, this is Mueller, and Mueller had a lot of scandals and controversies and things like that in his time as, as the director of the FBI. Very, very, very corrupt. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, and covering for Pat Miller, News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. Well, now Benton Harbor has burst pipes, water pipes. So not only has Governor Gretchen Whitmer been lying to the people of Benton Harbor for over two years about lead in their water, and the news media hasn't covered that, she then violated the the federal rules to follow up with studying the chemical treatment of that lead. She didn't tell anybody about the lead in the water for over two years, and now the pipes are bursting in Benton Harbor. This is uh, not good for them. For those in the Fort Wayne area, that Benton Harbor is on the Michigan side of the border, but it's in our audience. Uh, we cover, obviously, Michigan and Indiana here. All right, let's, uh, let's take a look at the United States Marshals, and U.S. Marshals are looking in the January 6th defendants' cases. I remember there's been a, a judge or two, it might have been two judges, I know there's been one, that are concerned that some of the defendants in the January 6th protests slash riots, Capitol breach, whatever, um, that their civil rights have been violated. Now, you're seeing video released of one of the entrances to the Capitol where 
Uh, there was no rioting. There was no aggression. They were waved in and led in by law enforcement. It was very peaceful. Uh, one of the individuals in, in that particular case forced the federal government to release those videos because they're being accused of forcibly breaching the Capitol, and the video clearly shows that that did not happen in that area of the Capitol. Now, in some areas of the Capitol, there was a forced breach of the Capitol. It's undeniable. It's on tape. People can stop lying about it. But the other thing that you have to stop lying about is that there were sections where the Capitol, there wasn't any violence. There wasn't anybody who was attacking law enforcement and that they were, in fact, let in peacefully as they normally had been in protests past. And those folks should not face any charges because they were allowed into the Capitol. The ones who breached and engaged in violence should face those charges. Uh, so the feds have locked up hundreds of people connected with January 6th. Uh, that's all it was uh, in the January 6th riot. That's all it was, by the way, was a riot. It was not an insurrection, which, of course, it isn't by any any uh, definition of the word. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? And so what is happening is uh, since hundreds are locked up as quasi-political prisoners, a judge seemed worried about the deliberate mistreatment. One defendant had a broken wrist, which required surgery. D.C. officials dithered on doing anything for four months and they didn't seem to really have a good answer as to why they didn't provide said surgery for four months. They knew that he needed surgery. So Judge Royce Lamberth called for an investigation into the conditions of the prisoners, and the U.S. Marshals have answered that call. So the U.S. Marshal Service is now investigating whether or not there are intentional abuses of the January 6th defendants. Now, we know that they've been held oftentimes without charge for, you know, we're talking about something that happened over 10 months ago, guys. And many of them still haven't been charged with anything. Others have only been charged with trespassing because there's no other crime that has been committed. Some have been charged with more serious things, and some of the evidence seems to support that those charges are not justified. And then others will certainly be be charged and, and convicted based on, on evidence. But um, what is interesting here is is that You've got um, a lot of people who should be set free, who are being basically git mode, for lack of a better word, as if they were enemy combatants and didn't qualify for any civil or constitutional rights at all. And now we've got a lot of stories of them being abused while in custody, including the refusal to provide necessary medical care. So the U.S. Marshal Service is now investigating this at the request of a federal judge, and it's going to be interesting to see what they end up finding. We know that there's at least a couple of examples of this happening. Um, to what extent it is, we don't know. We certainly know that a lot of relatives and people who were held and have gotten out, um, the stories that they're telling do not sound at all like they should be associated with the American legal system in any way, shape, or form. If you got more coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Also covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, 107.5 FM. You know, I, I seem to recall not that long ago, oh, I don't know, 10 months ago, and then every single month since, that any time you had uh, political people or people of a certain political ideology 
rush into a federal building and then take over said building, that that is an insurrection and that is domestic terrorism and that is un-American. So, again, they didn't do this with Antifa when Antifa um, damaged federal buildings and state buildings and took over police departments and that sort of thing in other states. They didn't do that. But they always said, yeah, the Capitol is different because that's in the Capitol. All right. Well, what about what about these uh, climate protesters that took over the Department of the Interior in Washington, D.C. here recently? Why don't we have, you know, why don't we have a, a, a whole big brouhaha about the insurrection with the left-wing climate protesters breaking into the Department of the Interior? There were multiple injuries. One police officer was actually taken to the hospital. Did you see CNN and Don Lemon and all of those other nitwits over there having a whole big conversation about domestic terrorism and and how we're dealing with another insurrection? Did you see any of your typical blue checkmark brigaders on Twitter, these left-wing journalists talking about how this was just as bad as 9-11? Of course you didn't, because they like left-wing activists, especially when left-wing activists are violent. They're okay with that. But it was in Washington, D.C. It was in the Capitol. It was the Department of the Interior. And police officers were sent to the hospital and they damaged a bunch of federal property. Nobody said anything about it. Isn't that interesting? Follow me online, rumble.com slash Casey the Host and on Telegram at Casey the Host. And again, those are my two primary social media platforms. If you want the daily show prep, you can go to theburningtruth.us. Sign up for my free newsletter. Get the podcast there as well. And for everybody, good night. Here comes Bill O'Reilly. We'll see you tomorrow.